1: But the word Isaac means laughter. Just simply laugh. And when that for the appears, he laughs. When you hold it in your arms, just complete bonds of laughter. Could that be what was promised? That was what was promising. But what does it signify? That he's going to keep all the promises. He is going to make you now the father of all. He's going to give you infinity to possess <clears throat> now i keep on i read the story and as i read the stories i see that here in this volume a character names in the bible are significant he said he brought when he brought the host into being in the fourth chapter of isaiah when he brought the host into being he called them all by name you might think he's calling the stars no He is calling the characters of Scripture. These are the eternal states of consciousness through which the immortal man passes. And each has a name. And the name has a tremendous significance. So he takes this name called Jacob and he turns it into Scripture. He takes this name and he turns it into that name. As he turns a name from one into another, that being is a new man. A completely transformed being so when jacob wrestles all through the night trying to find out the name he does give him a blessing but the blessing he gives it is a new name which means a completely transformed being he turns you from jacob the supplanter, who supplanted esau his brother and gives him the name of israel which is the man who will rule as god one who persevered with God and would not take no for an answer. And so he actually was victorious in his wrestling with God. But who was the God? God reveals himself with I am. So the same God who reveals himself is the God who hid himself from man. He was hidden in man. I am wrestling with myself to find out why are these things happening to me. What on earth? is it in me or in someone else or in some place that is causing the strange things in my world am i a victim of something on the outside of myself i will not take yes or no i've got to find out i'm wrestling only with myself well then i begin to test it i will try to find it, and this is how i wrestle with it. i will now take a goal for myself or for a friend, or for anyone. And I will assume that they are as I would like them to be. I will assume that I am as I want. And if what I think is the cause of the phenomenon of life, well then I must find it in this manner. So I will assume that I am the man that I want to be. And I will persevere in that assumption. I will wrestle with it. And it seems normal and it seems natural to me. Should I now become that which I have assumed that I am I something? I have actually found the cause of the predominance of my life. Now go and say I am has sent me unto you. And though I see the world as I would see it if what I have assumed did come to pass. If I put that to the test and it proves itself in the testing, I have found him. I found his name. Well now how can I test anyone or put faith in anyone outside of me? So those who know thy name put their trust in thee. I must first discover his name. I discovered my testing. And then I test it. And then things begin to happen within me. As they happen, I search the scripture to find what it was told right here. This is what it meant, but I didn't understand it. I turn the pages over, and I come to the second chapter of the book of Psalms. And here are the inspired words, and I will tell of the decree of the Lord. And the Lord said unto me, Thou art my son. Today I have forgotten thee. And then I read the book and scholars tell me, what well, that was written 1,000 years BC. And here is the 20th century AD. That means it's 3,000 years ago. Therefore, it's not related to me at all. That's 3,000 years ago. How on earth could that be related? I will tell of the decree of the Lord. He said unto me, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee." Then I go on, and suddenly an explosion takes place within me. And the one recalling the word, who claims that God said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten thee," And then in the 89th Psalm, the same one is speaking. And now he's recalling the words of the father and the father is saying to him thou shalt call me father he has said unto me thou art my father could it be after three thousand years that I would have that experience or then three thousand years later if you take it chronologically I had that experience for if he who said, God called me his son and he called God His father And it happened in me Well, that I know now the cause of the phenomenal life I know the purpose of the entire story The purpose of the entire story Is for God to unveil himself in men in whom he is buried, And he set the whole plan up by which he would unveil himself there was no other way for God to unveil himself as you other than the first fourth and then become God who hell, and then in the midst of it all rush with you, and you discover that you are God then he stands before you the immortal nature and there is no uncertainty within you when you see him and no uncertainty within him when he sees you and here he stands before you and calls you father and you know you are the father and he knows that he is your son so they related their own experiences they were not telling the story of another they took all the things that they might have heard but when it happened in them, they related their own experience just as it happened but the thought told it differently because in my own case, it happened in this manner I'll tell it as it happened in me if it happens in you, you will tell it but they are parallel they are related, the story is related but no two well, the three, first, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the synopsis, they do tell it in a almost a parallel manner. Yet they differ. John tells it differently. It's a more profound telling in the book of John. But he tells the identical story, but he tells it more profoundly. That which must happen in every man in this world. By man, I mean generic man. Male, female, may he then, and calls their name man so in everyone the story is going to take place but while i'm living in this world of caesar i can test it long before the actual event takes place within. me, i can find out his name for he causes all things in the world if i say his name is called the lord on the outside of my income if i say his name is called jesus christ it's on the outside if i say god on the outside so he said I come to you to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob I did not make myself known unto them by the name I am I reveal myself to them by the name El Shaddai which means God almighty they saw power external to themselves and they worship that power external to themselves but to you, I now hear my name, and my name is I am. By this name I must be known throughout all generations forever and forever. And those who really find me as I am, they will put their trust in me. And they'll call upon me. For well, the words that call upon me. Doesn't mean what you think, I'll call upon the Lord is that in the name of God, let's not call it upon God. Literally means the call with the name and his name is I am. How would I call upon or with the name of God, in the name of God as health or wealth or power? I would have to assume I am healthy. As told us in the book of Joel. Let the weak man say, I am strong. Let the poor man say, I am rich. Let the unknown say, I am known. Let I call with the name of God, for his name forever and forever is I am. So if that is the name that man must know God by forever and forever, can I ever get away? From that name. If I make my bed in hell, can I leave I am behind me? Is there any place I can go in eternity where I can put off I am and be other of I am? No matter where I go, thou art there. But thou art I am. So if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. And your name is what? I am. If I make my bed in heaven, there was and the name is what I am so where can I go that God is not and his name forever and forever is I am and there is no other name for him we translate the word He Vahweh as the Lord and you go to synagogue or you go to the Catholic churches or the Protestant churches and they will use the word the Lord we use the word God and the mind instantly jump outside of itself and they see an existence, something external to themselves. That's not God. And yet when you say, I am, it doesn't convey to a man who feels himself so little that he is calling the name God. He feels so insignificant that he can't say, I am, and for one moment believe that it's God. Yet it's the only God. Because by Him all things are made, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Therefore if you are now in poverty, who made it? God makes all things, but He makes it by His name. Well, if He makes it by His name, well then stop saying, I am poor. If you don't want to experience poverty beyond what you have experienced, stop calling with His name in the name of poverty. If you don't want to experience any longer the pain that you could experienced, well then stop calling with God's name that's his name forever so also the gospel of John you get these fundamental things I am I am the door I am the vine all people both declarations: I am I am from above you are from below anything outside of I am must be below I am from above. I am not of this world, you are of this world, but if you know who I am you'll call with my name and change this world. That's the story of the Bible. So as it is stated, the entire secret of the Bible, the whole secret from beginning to end, you'll find wrapped up in these five words. They're related to their own experience. The whole secret can you imagine that? You're only telling you what happened to them. As I've been trying to tell you since it happened to me. It happened to me, or began it, I would say, in 1959. The actual eruption began and came to its fulfillment on the 1st of January, 1963 when the Dove descended and smugged the ineffection. Kissed me all over my face, my head, my neck and remained upon So in that 1260 days the whole drama unfolded in me, Where is it unfolding? So I've been trying to share with you what I know from experience. I have not been speculated. I have no desire to leave behind me any little ism. No little church. No little anything. Just to share with you what that's exactly what the evangelists, whoever they are who wrote Matthew, mark luke and john they intended not some huge organization with all these outside ceremonies outside things to worship all that is take man away from who he really is you go to church and you see someone walking down the aisle carrying a cross and carrying a crucifix and then all the singing and all these things, and then you go up and you take communion. All that from the outside. It takes you away from who you really are. It has nothing to do with the true nature, the true character of God. For God is your own wonderful human imagination. That is God. There never was another. There never will be eternity be another. And it is because of the phenomena of life. Whether you are poor or rich, known or unknown but you've got to reach the point where you have absolute faith in god and god is your own wonderful human i am that's right so you speak in the assumption that you are the man the woman if you would like to be and you have absolute confidence in god that's good. the only god you wake in the morning something has happened it was about a change in your world you persist in it that night, you still sleep in that assumption, and to the best of your ability, you to today in that assumption. And if what I'm telling you is true, it should prove itself in performance. And when it proves itself in performance, the problem is this. It's going to happen so naturally, you're going to give all credit to the means employed, and not to what you did. Someone comes into your world and says, by the way, I want you to meet so-and-so. And so you meet so-and-so and you have certain talents and they can use your talents. And therefore you get a job through them. And because you get a job through them and then things begin to look nice and rosy, you attribute all things to the means employed and not to the act that caused the means to appear. And there's only one causation, and that causation is your own wonderful human imagination. It's personified in scripture, and it is called Jesus Christ. I personally know no lovelier name than Jesus Christ than the expression.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah.